What does it really take to achieve success in real estate? Is it a great website, more leads, a powerful personal brand? These are all important elements, but Tom Ferry believes the answer is something more obvious and more difficult to pin down. A New York Times bestselling author and a top-rated real estate coach on Swanepoel's Power 200 list, Tom is one of the most influential people in our industry and a leading authority on what it takes to prosper in this business. For Tom, it all starts with crafting your personal definition of success, what you need, what you want, and what you're willing to do to make it happen. As CEO of Tom Ferry, your coach, Tom has helped thousands of agents define success and put themselves on a path to achieving it. In this interview, Tom explains how ambition can actually get in the way of a successful real estate business and points out why so many agents are leaving money on the table when it comes to nurturing leads. Hey, this is Lee Brown with Lee Brown and Associates at Remax Executive Realty in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, this is Jack Miller from T3 Experts. Hi, this is Tom Ferry, CEO of Tom Ferry, your coach, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Tom, I am so pumped to chat with you. I've been wanting to do this for ages. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Of course, Seth. Excited to be on the line. I mean, we see each other at so many darn conferences. It's about time we get 20 or 30 minutes together. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm imagining that almost everybody in the audience has heard of you. Many of them may even be your clients. But for those in the audience who don't know you, tell us a little bit about the work you do at Tom Ferry, your coach. Because I think that many people don't understand what coaching is. And so I'd love to hear sort of what you do. Sure. I mean, you know, in a nutshell, I'm a business person, just like every person listening. I'm in the business of, uh, you know, positioning myself versus my competition. I'm in the business of finding, you know, potential customers that we match in terms of values and beliefs. I'm in the business of helping those customers, you know, achieve what they want to achieve based upon their market, based upon their ambitions, based upon their work ethic, uh, based upon their mindset. And, and like everybody else on the line, I'm in the business of, you know, creating raving fans that would refer me more business. So, you know, it's interesting when I talk to, you know, the most successful, you know, business teams in real estate that we're blessed to work with, Seth, or I talk to a brand new agent, my business and their business are exactly the same. We are in the business of attracting clients. We are in the business of servicing clients. We're in the business of creating raving fans. So for them, it's taking a listing or helping somebody buy their first home and, you know, all of the fun and the emotion of that. For us, it is helping somebody explore who they are, their market, what their best skill sets are, where they need to most improve. And, and, you know, coaching is at the end of the day, just about really three things. It's about mindset, marketing, and a better model, you know, get you know, get the right mindset, get the right marketing. And, and who are you modeling yourself after? What is your model for a business plan? And, you know, I'm not a do it Tom Ferry way. Our ecosystem is too big. It's too diverse. Our clients are all over the world. It's, it always comes back to the same thing for me. Know yourself, know your market, know your customers, know your ambitions and know your work ethic. Because you and I both know, Seth, that's the filter 
that we listen through as we're thinking about growing our business. Oh, it's so powerful. I mean, if you think about the the little conversations that you have with yourself, that's what oh, de- yeah. that's what determines what you do. I mean, you you set your goals. There's this there's this saying, I studied martial arts as a kid from early age, and one of my earliest teachers would always say, "Don't fear failure, fear setting the bar too low." Absolutely. I, I got to tell you, my, my teacher always said to me, um, fear being the same person 12 months from now. <laughs> so true. Um, so you've been at this for a long time, what, 25, yeah. 26 years? It'll be 29 years, 29 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wear it very well, by the way. Thank um, you. Um, so what, what's, ch- what's changed? I mean, I know like technology's changed, but What's changed in how you interact with folks and how you coach them? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Not a lot has changed in the world of business coaching. We uh, we as an organization are working on and have always sort of you know prided ourselves on being innovative. So we were you know first to Facebook, first to Skype, first to LinkedIn, first to Twitter, you know, first to Instagram. Um, so that's all great. But the key, though, is, and you and I both know this, all business is innovation and marketing. And too many people get caught up in innovation for the sake of innovation. The only innovation we focus on is, hey, let's go test this with a small case group of agents in, a, you know, in Munich, Germany, in uh, Miami, in New York City, and in Topeka, Kansas, and let's go test this. And if the numbers and the data prove out to be correct, let's introduce it to everybody in the group. Yeah. Like, so we're, you know, we're, you know, I mean, yes, it's fun to be innovative. It's fun to be creative, but I'm telling people all the time, like, I don't really care if you're creative. I don't really care about how you want to make things look marketing is math. And the only, the only job we have with our marketing is to generate appointments. So, you know, don't, don't get cute. Follow the basic rules of marketing. Don't over innovate on that stuff. Innovate on the stuff of how can I surprise and delight my clients? How can I do things faster, cheaper, more efficiently? That stuff's cool, but you know, don't get lost in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. So, I want to jump into some sort of tactical stuff. We're in, sure. the, we're in the middle of the year and many folks are either feeling great about their year right now or feeling like, oh my God, you know, whatever goals I set for myself, how am I going to achieve them? What should folks be thinking about now? How do you finish strong? So, so let me give you some interesting data. I did a webinar yesterday for about 1500 people for, uh, Inman news. And, you know, I polled them with three questions, two that are super relevant to this. Number one is, um, are you on track behind or way ahead of your goal? 68% of them, Seth, were behind on their goal. Mm. 68%. Mm. Then the second polling question, you know, 1500 people, that gives you a pretty decent sample size of, you know, what people are experiencing. The second question was, what percentage of your marketing and lead generation plan have you fulfilled on? And it was like, you know, are you on track with it? And 77% said they had not followed through on their marketing plan and their lead generation plan, whether that's doing open houses or following up on a lead from Playster, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so that we, we have an epidemic happening in our, in our industry and you've seen it as long as I've seen it. It's the rich and the rest. Yeah. So, so I'm not a fan of, of diagnosing, if you will, and giving sort of vanilla statements about what people should do. That's why I go back to, you got to listen through for the person listening right now, who are you 
what's going on in your market? Is the high end stagnant? Because that's what's happening right now around, yeah. you know, certainly in the U.S. above a million. You know, the low end is flying. The leasing you know, side of the business is bananas. You know, know your market, know your customer. How ambitious are you? What do you really, really want? And what's your work ethic? If you, if you can listen through those filters and then, you know, take some of the advice that I would share, you know, you got to pull for what's real for you. So this is what we're telling our clients. There's really, it's basically three things right now. And, and for context, our, our average client will do call it, well, we have three different groups, Seth. A big group make 397,000 on average. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a thousand of them make 753,000. is where they're on pace as of right now in our CRM for. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a small group that run these mega teams, you know, you know, seven to 30 people on their team, they're doing, you know, two and a half million on average. Yeah. So, you know, you got 4,300 people that we have context and data around. And yet the three things we're focusing on, number one is you got to stay mentally in the game because what happens is when you begin to win too much or you lose too much, you take your foot off the gas. Yeah, you shut down. Yep. Right. Yep. My, uh, my son's a tennis player. And, and a couple days ago he was in a, a tennis match. He's the number nine seed playing against the number two seed and they go all the way to six, six and he loses in a tiebreaker, you know, in Los Angeles, it's 92 degrees outside. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Both boys walk off after the first set Seth, and they're like sweating and ready to die. Yeah. Right. His, his, he put so much into it. The loss the loss started to kill him. Yeah. The other kid who was winning, guess what? His momentum was working. But around two, you know, two games in, when my son broke him on his serve, all of a sudden both boys now were foot off the gas and it became ugly tennis. Well, metaphorically, it's the same thing for agents. The question is, how are you staying inspired, hungry, and focused, whether you're losing or winning right now? And yeah. the answers are simple, right? You and I both know the, the easiest thing that they can do is get real with themselves around their money. Yeah. Like I, I am obsessed with all of my members being debt free. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm telling them, let's reset our goals on what we really want. What we really want is we want peace of mind. We want financial security. We want to be able to take care of our families. We don't want to have to worry about money. So the goal is a hundred percent debt reduction, save a ton of cash. And, and that's relative to whoever I'm talking to. Yeah. And, and don't tell me about the stupid investment you're going to make when you only have, <laughs> you know, when, when you have, when you have $80,000 in debt and $30,000 in your savings account, yeah. you with me? Like, yeah. like I know you're only getting 0.02% on your money at, at, you know, bank of America, but who cares? Yeah. Right. Get six figures, then get 500,000, then get a million bucks saved because you and I both know winter is coming, yeah. not immediately, but it is coming. So it I'm, always comes. Yeah, I'm driving people on that one. And then obviously, you know, create massive accountability that would allow you to cement the behaviors, the new disciplines that would cause them to move forward. So if I was on the line right now and I was listening to this message, I would say to myself, all right, I, you know, I don't have any debt. I do want to save. That makes sense. I would ask myself, what are the one or two maximum disciplines that if I just did those between now and the end of the year? I would win. Yeah. And then, and then literally I would get my checkbook out and I would write a check for a thousand bucks to either Donald Trump's foundation or to Hillary Clinton's foundation or to Bernie Sanders, like the political group that you don't like. 
the one that, you know what I mean? The one that polarizes you in a negative way. Yeah. And I would, I would give it to Seth. I would give it to, you know, my broker. I would give it to a friend who really is authentic and real with me. And I'd say, listen, brother, if I don't make my five calls a day to my database, if I don't send out my marketing pieces, if I don't do six open houses a month, send this check, post it on Facebook, <laughs> tell the world that I love, you know, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the fear of that will cause you to follow through. And then all you're doing is you're just, you're just aligning your behaviors with your goals. And that's hard for a lot of people to do. So yeah. that would be like the very first thing I'd focus on. How do we stay mentally in the game, reset our goals, and I'd create massive accountability around just one or two disciplines, not 40 things, just yeah. one or two that would move the needle. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. I mean, <laughs> there's this saying that you don't fear the person that does a thousand activities once. You fear the person that does one activity a thousand times because they've gotten really good at staying focused. I, yeah. love, I love that. You know, one of the things that I've always thought is public declaration is so powerful, which is why masterminds are really powerful, why you know, getting married is a, you know, that's a declaration of commitment, even though many yes. people fail at it, the power of it yes. is that you are saying in front of friends, family, community, I am doing this thing. I yeah. stand for something. That'll motivate your ass. Yeah, most people, <laughs> you got it. I mean, first of all, you know, there's no doubt I definitely hear your martial arts background with one thing 10,000 times, right? I love that. Um, you know, repetition is what it's all about. You wake up in the morning, you know the script. I can call you at three o'clock and say, how do you handle this objection? Bam, right? Yeah. Like those, those kind of repeated behaviors are so powerful. Um, here's the second thing, though. I got to tell you, you and I both know marketing is math, and the only purpose of marketing is to book appointments. Yeah. So, so we just did an exhaustive research piece on all of our members. I mean, so, so just for context, um, 60% of our members every day go inside our app and basically tell us how many calls they made, how many hours they spent, how many leads, how many appointments, what source of business. So, you know, we're looking at this incredible rich data on these wildly successful agents. So here's some, here's some stats. You ready? How about 5.6% of all leads convert on the first call? 5.6. Wow. Watch this, Seth. Our average member, right, contacts every lead an average of 5.2 times. Yeah. The, the startling thing, and you know this because of your business, 68% of the leads get converted on the 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12th contact from inception. Yeah. So, so what we're saying to our members is, hey, don't get pissed off. Get excited about how much money you're leaving on the table. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and you know me, I'm like, I don't care what CRM you have, like, you know, whatever one you have is the one you're probably not ultimately utilizing enough. Yeah. You know, complexity kills performance. You got to be multi-channel in terms of your approach, email, text, call, mail, Facebook, LinkedIn, bomb, bomb. You know what I mean? Like you got to go at people, but it's got to be part of your DNA to say, look, I'm, I'm doing these marketing activities. The real estate business is very simple. Whoever goes on the most appointments wins. Yeah. Even if they're shitty appointments, appointments are appointments. You with me on this? It's a like, numbers game. Exactly. People, people are not a numbers game. People are not a numbers game. 
appointments and marketing and business, that's all numbers. Yeah. When you're there and you're face to face, you know, I mean, I know you like, you know, you, you, you gush just enthusiasm and passion and love for people as I do. I just want to stress that. Like, cause some people hear that and they go, Oh, fairy's just saying, you know, go bang, bang, bang. And you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. No, no. But on the math side of business, yeah, right. Like a hundred leads from Facebook ads with a full form fill out. If you're a good salesperson is seven to nine deals. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just math. Yeah. I mean, I think the other side that people, when they hear that, they forget that authenticity and the value that you bring to folks and the, you know, we can call it personal branding or the brand of your, your brokerage that's got to stand for something and you got to move people and connect with them. And then the numbers do stuff. Yeah. Listen, you get, you get access to the same data I see. Like I was, um, at Google campus, uh, last September at that, you know, email marketing symposium with a bunch of, you know, rock stars. And remember the one slide that they show, they're like, look, we asked, you know, eight gazillion consumers that were interested in real estate. What is the number one thing you look for when you're selecting your real estate agent? 49, uh, 49% said trust. Then it was 15% experience of that agent and then 13% demonstrable ability to negotiate. Yeah. Right. So trust, right. I mean, my, my buddy Todd Duncan wrote a wonderful book called high trust selling. And this whole thing is in the absence of trust, there is only room for, you know, uh, rejection is the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Fear and doubt and, and distrust. I mean, that's exactly. So, so we're talking conversion and I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because of course, for everyone that's listening, it is implied. Like I live and breathe, love your clients, you know, only work with people that you love, only do what you love and do it for people you love. Like that's like value number one for Tom Ferry. So it's implied, but ready? The average person that we're talking to, like when I go and do a seminar, right? And we, you know, we talk to 70,000 people in a year and I say, raise your hands if you generate more than 10 leads a month. You know, it's usually like about a third of the room is even at that level. And then I'll say, okay, so of those leads, on average, honestly, how many times do you speak to them? And then, you know, we do exhaustive survey monkey, you know, you know, stuff to all of our Facebook clients and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like non-members, just people in our ecosystem. Yeah. Most people, it's two, right? Real estate's like, real estate's like grapes, right? You got nothing, nothing, five leads, nothing, nothing, six leads, nothing, nothing, do a big open house, you know, suddenly have 10 people to follow up on. And most people don't have the discipline or the process, right? CRM, multi-channel, you with me on this? Yeah. So they get the one lead and they, they work with that one and then they decide not to buy a house and you forgot about all the money is in the 68% that need to be nurtured and developed into a relationship after eight to 12 conversations. Yeah, so true. So I want to switch gears and I want to talk about something you mentioned earlier, which is, you know, part of it is mindset. And I mm-hmm. want to know from you, how do you handle when your mindset is, is not at its highest. Like those moments when you're, you know, like life is challenging at times and you don't always feel, you know, like the tank is completely full. What, what does Tom Ferry do? Um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask to be, to to be, well, so, so I'll, you know, I'll give you an example, right? So in my office right now, I'm looking at a photo that was blown up by my mother that is my son, Michael, and I on the Sunday before 9-11 playing airplane on Ellis Island with the Twin Towers directly behind me, mm. right? 
So, so my family leaves on Sunday, Monday, I do an all day seminar for the Rams Tuesday, September 11th at eight o'clock in the morning. You know, they asked me to start early. I say, let's do some Q and a Seth Tuesday, September 11th, eight o'clock in the morning in New York. First question, Tom, how do you stay mentally tough with so much drama in real estate? Yeah. And I like spit fire for like 40 minutes on mental toughness is a choice. It is a muscle. Like on my desk right now, I have like five books, change your brain, change your life. The five love languages bold by Peter Diamandis, which everybody should which read. Which is a great book. It's insane. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Jeff Colvin's book, humans are underrated. And then you squared, like I, I have conditioned myself since I was 18 years old. God bless my dad and his enthusiasm and passion for last year. You had a Mohawk this year. You're going to listen to every Nightingale Conant audio program, you know, on the planet until you rewire yourself. <laughs> you know, I have done that my entire life. So when, when Marsha ran up to me and said a plane just hit the world trade center, I didn't, I didn't crumble. I said, small plane, big plane, how many people are impacted in the room? She starts crying. I don't know where my daughter-in-law is, right? Cause she works in tower one and she's pregnant and I don't know where my daughter-in-law to be is. And she works in tower two and she's crying. So I know it's a big deal. Yeah. And I got to tell 350 people about one of the greatest tragedies I've ever experienced. And in that moment, Seth, I get calm. Yeah. Like I am a calming force. When, when a shit burrito occurs, I don't eat it. I get calm. Yeah. Most people eat it and they get dramatic and they freak out. And that is only because of years of conditioning. So I'm the wrong person to ask. So that's so you just reminded me. So my wife was under the World Trade Center, like literally 15 minutes before it was hit in a train and I was walking to work. Uh, I, yeah. had, I had a business in Tribeca. Um, you know, it was definitely an experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom, I love listening to you. I have read probably everything you've written and, uh, you know, really inspiring. I love the work that you do. I've met so many of your clients. Where can folks find out more about you and, and Tom Ferry, your coach? Um, I would say, obviously, if you go to Tom Ferry, first of all, Seth, thank you. I mean, you know, one, one person who's contributing to this industry the way I am to another, you know, thank you. I appreciate thank you. that. Yeah. Um, you know, look at the end of the day, they can go to TomFerry.com. There is, it, actually, I'll tell you, if they go to TomFerry.com forward slash success, um, that is a site we put together where basically we say, look, here is just a gift bag of like an 87 page manual on systems and process and organization. Here's a business plan, a marketing plan, a multi-channel marketing approach. You know, how do you take like a listing and go video Insta, like the right way with bit.ly links and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's all there. Um, and then look, we do a lot of events, 135 seminars a year, all over the world. I was just in Istanbul and uh, Israel and Prague. I was just in New York. I'll be in Miami. I mean, we're all over the place. So we would love to see people face to face. Cause I'm a big fan of immersion and experience and like, let's get together and let's work on this stuff. So that's another cool way. We got an event coming up in August, which is our uh, 13th annual summit. And it's going to be in Vegas in August. And we promise to do it indoors because we know it's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely going to be hot. Tom, yes. thank you so much. Um, I know I'm going to see you at, at one of the many events that we cross sure. paths on. 
That's awesome. Can't wait, can't wait, man. Seth, thank you so much. It was nice to, to get connected. Next time I need to interview you because I know you've got an amazing story and thanks for letting me share mine. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.